Hi, I'm Alexandria Kenyon, and this is the Naked Conversations podcast. I feel that the most healing breakthroughs on my spiritual awakening have come from vulnerable conversations. When I connect with like-minded spiritual women, I feel free to be my authentic self. It's in the truth and safety of these conversations that we can offer each other healing, guidance, energetic support, and love. Hi guys, and welcome back to Naked Conversations, the podcast. This is Alexandria Kenyon, and I thought that this would be the perfect time to drop in and touch on shadow work. We are coming to the middle of Scorpio season, a time of deep transformation. I feel like I'm going through a deep transformation. One thing I find so fascinating about Scorpios is that they go through this transformational experience. And that's why I have such high regard for Scorpionic energy. Scorpios go through three phases. They go from the scorpion stinging in pain, reacting to the eagle, having a new perspective. And then once they integrate all of that information, they die and they're born again into the phoenix. And I find that each Scorpio season, I go through these three phases the parts where I am triggered deeply or the parts where I am that scorpion, where I am like, oh my gosh, I can't handle much more. I can't be triggered again. I I can't find balance right now. And then something shifts, almost like divine timing. (laughs) And I become the eagle. I find a new perspective. I see things differently. I'm able to have that 360 degree view. And then when that's all integrated, I surrender. I die. And part of me gets reborn into a new version from the ashes. So yeah. Sounds like fun, right? (laughs) Scorpio season. I used to dread this time of year. I used to feel so like just absolutely out of control during Scorpio season. It's a time for me when I have to really face my shadow. And sometimes facing your shadow can be really overwhelming. It can feel like I don't know where to start or, oh my gosh, all of this is coming up. I don't know how to hold myself through this. And so I'd like to touch a little bit today on what shadow work is. A shadow is a denied or repressed part of the self that can, if left unexamined, control our actions, block our intuition, and keep us locked into unhealthy patterns and cycles that we have far outgrown, that we are ready to release. Have you ever been told that you have a dark side or referred to your parts of you that are behaving in a certain way as an alter ego, that's your shadow. That's you splitting off from those maybe in quotations, 
darker parts of you or the behaviors that society has said are wrong. When we find the courage to, instead of splitting off, judging, shaming, guilting, rejecting those parts of ourselves, we find the courage to sit and observe and love those parts of ourselves unconditionally, that is when we have the biggest spiritual breakthroughs. And not only spiritual breakthroughs, but breakthroughs in our everyday life. That's when we start to invite in peace. I've said this before. I've been at war with myself prior to my awakening for so many years. And I was realizing that I was abandoning myself. I was rejecting those parts of me that felt not invited. Those parts of me that felt like I could get hurt. Those parts of me that if they came out, I would be rejected by others or shamed or or even it stems way back to when I was a kid and like, don't be loud right? Like all of those little tiny things add up and they create the shadow. A lot of spirituality has made shadow work feel, seem, sound daunting. Like, oh my God, this is scary. It's not. I think the scariest part is realizing that we have the absolute power to break out And I think the scariest part is we don't know how we're going to feel if we don't have this storyline anymore. If we don't have the storyline that like I've been abandoned my whole life and so I'm going to hold so tightly to others and I don't know what it would look like if I didn't harbor those feelings of abandonment. I don't know what it would look like, right? And that's scary because you are literally trusting that a new version of yourself, a healthier more healed version of yourself will show up after you've done this work. And that can be really, really scary. It's okay. It's okay to be afraid. Doing shadow work doesn't mean that you don't have fear or you don't have doubt. It just means that you're willing to hold yourself through it. Shadow work is that process. It's the process of bringing to light any of the undesirable parts of yourself that you keep hidden. These can be behavioral, psychological, spiritual. A lot of shadow work involves sexuality, fear, shame, guilt about your experience, past trauma, things that you don't want to look at. And so I invite you now to take a deep breath and just kind of tune in. See what's coming up for you as we engage in this conversation today. Like what parts of yourself have you pushed so far down in hopes that no one will ever find them and so no one can use them against you? What are those parts of you? I'll give you guys an example. When I was doing some shadow work recently, I was meditating really deeply and a part, a version of myself came forth that... I had constantly rejected. And this was the tomboy version of me. The version of me that likes to dress like a boy. The version of me that felt really good 
playing sports, the version of me that I rejected because I said those parts of myself aren't feminine and those parts don't fit. Those parts make me feel some kind of way. And so I rejected this this version of me who came to me and presented herself to me as a, as a child and was like, you reject the parts of you that enjoy acting in a more masculine way. And that's not serving you anymore. And so the process looked like me sitting with that version of me, telling her how beautiful she is and how amazing and giving her permission to be here, to be a part of this journey with me, allowing her to step out of the shadow, allowing her to step out of secretness and step in to living life integrated with me. And that's really helped me. Like that level of rejection didn't feel good because it would come up. It would come up when I had desires to kind of act more masculine. I would shame myself and be like, that's not okay. You're a woman. When in truth, we are dual creatures We have a masculine and a feminine side and we should be in balance and in harmony and we should allow the parts of ourselves that wish to exist to be integrated so that we can return to our wholeness. We start whole. We're born whole. We are whole. But sometimes we get fragmented along the way. So the parts of us that don't get to act the way that is natural to us, like angry, right? Like a lot of people are afraid of being angry. That's like a number one shadow feeling that I, that I notice within my clients is people are afraid to be angry. And I welcome anger because anger tells me and invites me into like where I'm either feeling hurt or where I'm feeling not heard. Where I'm feeling like I could take action. Anger to me is always, okay, I need to take an action. I need to set a boundary. And so when my clients come to me and they're angry, I'm like, okay, yes, this is something here. Like we are working with magic here. You are angry. Where does this come from? Where does this sit in your body? What wound is this triggering? What wound is the person that's making you angry or the situation or the circumstance? What wound is being stepped on and pushed on and pressed on, right? Nobody wants their wound pressed on. It's going to make that little angry part of you come out to protect yourself. So what part of you are you trying to protect by being angry? So ask yourself that the next time you're angry. And another shadow feeling that I love is jealousy. You guys, we all get jealous. It's just a natural part of human human nature. We want resources, right? Like we want what other people have. And when people naturally attract those resources and we feel less than, we get this feeling of of inadequacy, of of not being important, not being seen, not being valued, not receiving things. And that's just a natural part of human nature. We have to realize that we have this spectrum of emotions for a reason, okay? And the only thing standing between the emotions of joy and the emotions of anger 
is our judgment of anger. That anger is bad. That anger should not exist. That anger has no place in our society. That sadness shouldn't exist. You should never be sad. We only like the happy emotions. We only want to feel joy. We only want to feel good, right? And that's okay to feel good. But we have to realize we live in a place of polarity. We live in a place where we equally have happiness and then the other polarity, the other opposite, we have sadness. And that spectrum exists so that we can learn it. So we can master it. That's why we're here on earth. At least I know that's why I'm here is really to tune into these emotions, to feel them and set them free because I will no longer shame myself. I will no longer shame myself for feeling these emotions of anger, sadness, guilt, shame, fear. They exist. And it would be a rejection of myself to say like, I don't feel fear. If I was like, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm so brave. Like I am brave, but that doesn't mean that I don't have fear. They can coexist, right? Like I'm brave. I talk to dead people, (laughs) which are actually the most loving energy beings ever. So it's really nothing to be afraid of, but I was afraid. And sometimes I still am afraid when I do connect, you know, those polarities exist at the same time. And that's such a beautiful acknowledgement, right? It's like, you know, we can hear that we can be happy about certain things, but also have sadness, right? We can be happy for our friends, but also feel jealous because we're not getting what we want. All of these things have polarity. And the first step in starting to heal is recognizing and allowing those feelings. Like this is shadow work 101, like if you're jealous being like whoa okay I'm jealous that's okay that's okay why where is this coming from and then self-inquiry inquiring like why am I jealous like do I want what this person has is that really an alignment for me or are things just not working out for me right now because better things are coming it's okay So moving back to shadow work, shadow work happens when we meet the versions of ourselves that we have suppressed, that we have rejected, that we have kept in the dark for whatever reasons, finding out what those reasons are and then bringing those shadows up and integrating them into our personhood, into who we are now. I think that one of the key concepts of shadow work is self-acceptance. We have to be willing to accept ourselves in any emotional state that we're in. We're not going to be able to control all the circumstances that happen to us in our life. Sometimes things are going to happen. But what we can control is accepting ourselves and loving ourselves through it, knowing that we can handle anything, trusting ourselves, trusting our guidance. Some of those emotions or some of those shadow feelings that might come up are jealousy, rage, fear, disruption, lying, narcissism, pain, worthlessness, 
brokenness, self-loathing, grief, hate, shame. And why are they shadow feelings? They are shadow feelings because society has told us in order to be accepted and loved, we cannot have these feelings. That seeing these feelings or experiencing these feelings or operating in that energy is bad, shameful, not okay. So of course, by human design, wanting to fit in, wanting to be liked by others, wanting to receive love, all we are is love, we suppress those parts of us. But then those parts of us come up when we're triggered, right? I learned this through my own shadow work, through perfectionism. I thought that if I could be perfect, that I would receive love. And so all the aspects of my life, I had to be perfect. I had to be high achieving and perfect. I had to, you know, achieve things and be something. And then I realized that I was holding all of my relationships to that standard. And that was taking away from the humanness of people, like the humanness. So when people would be human, I'd be like, no, that doesn't work for me. Be better, do better. I can see your potential. I can see your higher form. And so I would feel really hurt like when people would operate in the shadow operate at these levels of not goodness right like of of like just a kind of bad feeling but what I was really hurt about was the level of perfectionism I was putting on myself I was not allowing myself to be human. So when other people were human or other people were having shadow experiences or other people were acting and and giving themselves that freedom, I would be like, that's not allowed. And that's not allowed here. And so you can't act like that ever, right? And so I would suppress the parts of me that needed to feel things like that, that needed to come out, the shadow part of me. So by acting like a perfectionist, projecting that onto others, I was actually doing myself more harm than if I would just allow myself to step off that pedestal. Hmm. Profound. (laughs) So I asked you guys on my Instagram stories what you wanted to know about shadow work. And I picked three questions to answer here on my podcast as a way for you guys to be more involved. And I'm so excited about this. So the first question I got was, who created shadow work? Where did shadow work come from? And the answer to that is a psychologist named Carl Jung. So Carl Jung is a Swiss psychologist and he kind of came up with the idea that we have a shadow and the shadow is what makes us whole. And he said, how can I be substantial? If I do not cast a shadow, I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. So he believes that we split off 
from our dark side, that we have a dark side of personality. And that dark side consists of the primitive negative human emotions. And we deny that part of ourselves. We want to be good. We want to be seen as good. And so we unconsciously decide to repress some of those more darker personality traits. And that creates our shadow. My next question which I absolutely love, is on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared should I be to do shadow work? And so my reply to that, from my own personal experience, is like a 3. It's scary the way that things are scary for the first 5 minutes on, let's say, a roller coaster. You know, you have that anxiety, you have that anticipation of what's going to happen. Like, am I going to be traumatized from this <laughs> or am I going to survive this and have fun? So in that process, you know, you have all this anxiety and buildup, which is, I think, scarier than actually like doing the shadow work. I find the anxiety and the avoidance and the resistance to it is the scary part. So I would say like a three because you know, once you get on that roller coaster and you're like, okay, it's a little fast, but like we're doing good. We're going up and down and side to side. And I know this will be complete at some point and that's all good. So I would say a three. I don't think there's anything to be truly scared of. Um, the fear I find is the fear of meeting ourselves, of loving ourselves, of putting ourselves first. That can be scary and intimidating. So I deeply understand the fear and the anxiety surrounding diving into the shadow work. But I promise the integration is so worth it. So our next and final question is, is part of shadow work working through past trauma? Is shadow work as simple as dealing with things you haven't dealt with? And my answer for that is yes, exactly. Um, part of shadow work is seeing. And I find that once you are able to look at something from a new perspective, from a different vantage point, and learn to love that part of you, learn to accept that part of you, learn to sit with that part of you, then your work is done. So we've all been through experiences that kind of haunt us, right? Traumatic experiences of the past from our childhood. Um, and we think we're over them, but they sit in the shadow. They sit there and, and they create wounding patterns. They create these patterns that come up when we're triggered. And so if we get perspective and we sit with them and we discover what they are and we're willing to look, we're willing to look at our shadow, greet our shadow, love our shadow, then yes, it's as simple as looking, seeing, loving, releasing judgment and letting go. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had things in my life that, like, I hadn't dealt with ever. 
um, that kind of got thrust upon me all during this like moment when I was really vulnerable after my mom died. So all of the things came up, all the things I had repressed. Sometimes, you know, in order to protect ourselves, we repress memories. It's our body's way of coping. And until we're in a safe place to be able to look at that, to be able to process that, to be able to integrate that, we're going to continue to repress that down. We're going to continue to not look at it. Please give yourself permission to allow this work to be integrated at a time that feels right for you. I knew it was time to go into the shadow work when I started getting like, oh God, I'm going to have to do this, right? Like it's happening, but I know it's for my greatest good. There was a very deep resonating feeling that this was the path I needed to walk. And I can say after moving through a big portion of it, I feel so much release in it, but I was in a place where I had that support and that stability. And that's why I want to facilitate shadow work for my clients. I'm doing this with my coaching clients now is like having that support is really, really helpful. You don't want to just like be diving into shadow work on a whim. You kind of want to gently ease yourself into it and make sure that you're set up and you have the support and the security and the flexibility and the love that you need for yourself to stay grounded through the process. Yes, amazing questions. Thank you guys so, so much. I hope that this helped in some way. And so I wanna leave you with a couple questions, a couple journal prompts that I feel like will help you kind of start to dive into shadow work. And the best way that I find to start shadow work is getting a journal, a shadow journal. Like make it black if you want make it white, whatever you want, get a journal with a dragon on it. I have one of those too. So when we really connect, journaling is such a deep connection to our higher self, to our guides, because if we write down questions, like they will answer us. I want this journal to be very private, very safe for you. Create a safeness around this journal and a safeness around the space where you are going to dive into this. So maybe lighting some candles, setting up a playlist, like whatever that looks like, locking the door, setting some boundaries like, hey, I need some me time right now. Please do not bother me because I'm going to be doing some really deep, deep work. Okay. Writing in this journal, asking yourself, what are my secrets? What am I hiding? What am I afraid of? What parts of me am I afraid of being found out? I want you to write down the qualities that you like most about yourself. And then I want you to write the negative opposite of that quality. So if you are, let's say, a leader, I want you to write a follower. On the other side, just the negative opposite, the opposite quality, right? Those are your shadow traits. I want you to write the undesirable traits, the things that you have been called in your life. For me, I've been called loud or too much. Those parts of you, those are the parts of you that need to be seen, that need to be nurtured, that need to be loved. When you start writing them down, 
I want you to start diving into those parts of you. Bringing love. That's where you're going to start. And when you're done, you're going to feel a lot better. <laughs> Maybe take a couple days to integrate, but you're going to feel a lot better. I think one of the most amazing questions to ask yourself is throughout your experiences, throughout being called names, being bullied, being treated a certain way by your parents, your siblings, um, having trauma, like one of the most profound questions to ask is, what is the kind and compassionate thing I needed to hear at that time? but didn't. And so going into those moments of when you were called a name, when you were called loud, instead of being called loud, what did you need to hear? For me, I needed to hear that my voice is powerful, that I am heard, that I am accepted. And so now being loud is not a problem for me. It doesn't create pain for me. Because I know that it is my way of being heard, of being seen. And it's okay. I love the parts of me that want to be heard and want to be seen. This is all a process of self-love, self-acceptance. That is what shadow work really is. It's not dealing with demons, although sometimes it is, and it's not dealing with the deep, dark underworld and the scary fears that are put on us. It's dealing with the parts of ourselves that we have rejected, that need us, that need our attention, and are going to continue to come up when we're triggered until we meet those parts of ourselves with love. I hope you learned something today. I hope you take a couple of these practices and integrate them into your life. See what comes up for you. I'm always here. If you'd like to dive deeper, I am offering 90-minute shadow discovery sessions where we dive in, meet your shadow, and figure out these parts of you that you really need to see I will help you shine light. I will help you navigate this. I will hold space for you. If you are interested in that, please reach out to me on my website, www.alexandriakenyon.com or you can email me at hello at alexandriakenyon.com. I am wishing you guys the most beautiful, magical Scorpio season. Rest. Allow yourself to relax into this beautiful time. Until next time. Alexandria Kenyon, and you've been listening to Naked Conversations, the podcast. You can connect with me on Instagram at Naked Conversations Podcast or on my website, alexandriakenyon.com. Thank you for listening. Till next time. <laughs>